we got Jordan Black from Lake Pacific hanging out. Uh, to also mention, Control My Sandy comes out on December 3rd, which is actually my birthday. So that's a fucking double oh. for this entire <laughs> conversation. Like, <laughs> that's my, one of my good friends from my hometown's birthday, same day. And he like said, he texted me saying, Thanks for putting it on my birthday. I was like, You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was specifically directed towards you, my dude. Yeah. I was like, I remembered. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was telling uh, uh, Nick from Calling All Captains, I was like, How come there's so many fucking prominent bands? pop punk bands coming from canada like youth fountain we were sharks like pacific like this is like a fucking plethora of you guys bearings 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 seaway um and uh Lockheed? chief state <laughs> oh yeah chief state yeah okay i've never yeah, yeah okay where are those guys from again i'm not sure but i just I forget where but... i don't want to just like yeah, say yeah. a random city in canada but yeah, they're yeah i don't because i well because I, i'll probably agree with you and then i'll be like we're both wrong so <laughs> <laughs> but it's true though i mean i mean this album is it's 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 not too um from what i've been dissecting already it's not too diverse but you're definitely experimenting a little bit with these songs when you recorded it for sure yeah totally we kind of went for what we wanted to do you know like we just kind of we're like all right let's put out a record that we actually want to put out <laughs> yeah seriously um and you had to do that during the fucking pandemic i'm sure that was probably the hardest fucking process for this entire band Honestly, like it was the first two months. We like December 2019 is when we started. We had two songs, and then we were gonna go back in March, and then the world shut down, and only one of us could go at a time for a couple bit, a little bit. So it actually took it took about 16 months to record the record fully and finish it because of like two months I couldn't see Sam or like we couldn't all be in the studio or whatever. So like it legit took like 14 to 16 months to do a record. Were you eventually allowed to get back into the studio together? Uh, yeah, we were, uh, but it was like, also like timing, like Sam was going to Australia to do the between you and me record. And then he was also like going to other places, to do other records. And he also had people coming in to do records with him in Toronto. And so it kind of, when we could all be in the studio together, we had to like rush it, you know, really? like we really had to like prioritize our time there because it was like, uh, well, I mean, cause Sam had other, th- other, other jobs, right. He couldn't put it on hold. Like our record was supposed to take like two or three months and it took like 16. So even it wasn't anyone's fault, but he still has a schedule to follow, right? Like with everything else. So it was, yeah, it was annoying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, everybody's got to pay their bills, but I mean, being rushed, I feel like that's one the, the, the one thing artists shouldn't have to ever come to. Uh, to be fair, we weren't with. rushing. It was just recording rushing. It wasn't like okay. the writing part. It was just the recording part because it was like, obviously you had other things to do, but that's it. Honestly. Yeah. It just took too long. Even still. Did you are- did you have like an original timeline that you wanted to like? Did you want it done by like fall of 2020 to tour in spring of 2021? Something like that. I think that was like the idea, but I'm really glad we didn't put it out in 2020 because like I feel like our last record didn't do like super as amazing as I wanted it to do. You know what I mean? Like, and so I wanted to come back with some like crazy relevancy, but like you can't really do that when you can't tour and do things in 2020. So like, I'm glad it's coming up now so that next year we'll have like a schedule, you know, it's crazy. Like there's going to be such a resurgence. I mean, we already see the resurgence of live music. Um, So I feel like, you know, putting out a record at the end of the year to tour uh, in the spring or fall or whenever, um, Mm -hmm. like, I feel like it's just the most perfect time. Like everyone wants to go to a show. Honestly, now and everyone's like, begging to go to a show so i feel like next year is going to be crazy for that so like, like i said that's like, it's perfect timing for us like it took forever but like i guess for like the you know for people to pay attention to the record and be able to tour on a record like possibility is now there as opposed to this year was a write-off mostly right so yeah. four songs you currently have out are incredible yeah like, for real dude for i real. think this is some of my favorite stuff that you guys have put out i think so too <laughs> <laughs> I, it makes sense that ketamine jesus at the top because i'm an aggressive person i love that kind of fucking and you know balls to the wall fucking music and that shit is just it fucks so hard i was like this is the one that's I've like been the only for, that's personally. like the first song i ever wrote like myself like i was like all right like i'm gonna do this myself and like i mean like to be fair like brad and obviously everyone like put their own two cents into yeah, everything for but sure it was the first thing i had an idea for i was like it was supposed to be an intro originally so it was an intro only and it only went to like the first course and then it was done so, so we like added a, a second we yeah 
Okay. We added a second verse and then a, a big chorus at the end, like a halftime chorus. But it wasn't like that before at all. It was just an intro. And then I showed some of my friends and they were like, stop. Like, you need to turn into an entire song. That doesn't make any sense. Like, and I was just like, no, no, no. And it was a timing too. So I was like stressed out and I was like pissed off. I was like, everyone shut up. Like, you, you're not doing what we're doing right now. We're in the studio, like, and it's like stressful. But then we did it. It was really easy to do. And honestly, it worked out well. So I'm glad it was not. It's a full song now. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, like, that's like a um, perfect example to correlate that concept. Barricades by Action Adventure is a minute long. And people are mm-hmm. begging for them to make it longer or to like do a part two where it like goes into another part because it was technically an intro. And that's yeah. like their biggest you song right now. Yeah, and it leaves you hanging, and then people hate that. And like, I totally get that, but it was just like at the time, I was like, everyone shut up, please. Yeah, you can't do real. this. And then this it isn't the time. happened. Yeah, this is no, please. Like, everyone is stressed up. Like, but no, it's good now. I'm glad it's a full song. Um, going to your previous comment, too. Honestly, it was a good idea to wait, you know, at like, I mean, we're still in a pandemic in a sense, um, but like to wait for <laughs> the album to be out longer because I have talked to a few artists of mine or friends and. They released albums in 2020. I guess they were just like, fuck it. Like, let's see what happens. And they got pretty bummed out about like just numbers and just stuff in general. And like, you can't tour on yeah. it. And then not only that, like some of them did a live stream and like how many live streams can you really do during a pandemic to grab the audience's attention? Unless if you don't have like a plethora of fucking 10 year anniversary albums you can do or like, yeah, you know what I mean, so I know it's, it's, it's like, yeah, you, there's only so much you can do to like stay afloat and like when you're not touring you know what i mean like right that's the main part of the whole thing it's really hard so it's really it super weird and then there's bands like me without you who like wanted to end and now they still haven't stopped because the pandemic keeps putting it on hold they have a and shirt just... that says me without you and this is 2020 2021 2022 yeah like it's, it's like, perfect dude like the drug church made a shirt with uh like the record release on it before the pandemic and i like got it and then like it's now coming out next year <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that was two years ago uh they should just keep it like band like everything like that they should just keep their stuff and it's just that's that's the times like it's the sign of the times yeah like, exactly but like I, I don't know like i feel like you can't sell that merch now. People are like, what the fuck is this? Like, well, that makes no sense. Where's this, where's this date? Why is this record called something different now? Like, I would, I would buy it still. Yeah, I, I, I gotta find it. I don't know where it is. <laughs> like, I, gotta, I gotta put it up on Depop and sell it for money. <laughs> I do feel bad though. Like, I, like you plan stuff. Like, it takes months and months and months to plan things. And, you know, everything hits the fan. Like, especially with, uh, four years strong and another band that nobody can like now um they came out with albums in the beginning of 2020 yeah um and then toured on it for two weeks and then everything shut down yep exactly it's like that it was i mean yeah it sucks because then you're just record gets like not necessarily shelved but it does get shelved because it's just sitting there because you can't tour on it and you can't do anything creative with it you just gotta expect people to listen to it on spotify and shit like that that's it yeah, that's not your fault. I'm really sorry that not only, you know, you dudes in the band, but, like, the whole industry, like, I was very, very scared for a lot of my friends, like, because I don't tour, man. Like, I have a full-time yeah. job and all that crazy stuff and, like, 9 to 5, but, like, I, I, I felt it for my friends and I felt it for professionals like you who, like, had to fucking wait it out. Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, like, I also work at, like, a bar, too, so, like, in the, as a part-time job, like, in between stuff and, like, honestly... Mm-hmm working in a bar like as well like it was shut down as well so like i was basically like not doing any band things and i wasn't making any tips so it was just like a double like okay this sucks so yeah i, I work in in finance in um now i work for live nation but i did work mm-hmm. for like a vip company and we did music festivals um and i just watched everyone around me lose their jobs um and then i had survivor's guilt which is like an entirely like different thing I never even thought that existed because like when you think of survivors go you think of like tragedies and it is a tragedy that people lost their jobs but you don't it's not conventional yeah so when people like work from home and then other people like don't have that luxury working from home because they work service and shit like that and then some people were like oh my god it's like a mini vacation and it's like well I mean for me I had to reply on like rely on like shitty money from the government that was like fun at first and then it's yeah. like then it's just like not enough to live but you're taking a huge pay cut like and then i don't know 
and then you get money and obviously you want to try to make the best of it. So like last summer I was always like going out a lot and doing a lot of things. Cause I was like, well, I'm trying to make it normal. Like this absolutely sucks. And I'm not used to being alone all the time, but now I don't know. Yeah. I think going forward though, like it's like a, if this ever happens again, which I swear to God, if it does, I'm done, but can't. you know, if it does like at least we'll maybe go into it with a different mindset, like because people were working from home and shit and like, my friends would be all pissed because they're like, oh, my friend gets to work from home, cushy job style, make money while I get to like take $2,000 from the government a month, which is like, sure, you're grateful for it, but it's not enough to live in like a major city. No. Like, it, it was like, like 1300 bucks on my own. Like, so <laughs> like two grand a month, like you got to buy groceries, you got to pay your phone bill, you got to, you know, you pay rent. If you want to put, if you want to put and, money away, like if you can, I don't know. Right. And even like here, like the stimulus checks, like everyone got the same amount of money, but like, $1,300 in Oklahoma is $1,300. $1,300 in New York is 12 yeah, It's 12 bucks, yeah. Like, it's just nothing. Like, $1,300 is like a quarter of your rent. Yep. Um, look at it, like, ours was two grand a month. And if you look at it, like, most people in Toronto, like, that wasn't covering their rent on their own. Like, <laughs> it was fucked. It's... But then my friends in my hometown, like, which is like 30 minutes away, still expensive ish but it's like the fact that they their rent would be like for an entire one bedroom would be like eight to not eight to 800 bucks 900 bucks when mine was like 1300 bucks you know what i mean yeah it's a big jump so question for you since you are from a different country um so i'm <laughs> sure you know how we handled covid very poorly um <laughs> made that right Jeez, how do, you're gonna ask how worse. we handled covid it was i think it was i don't think we did it right in ontario at all but i mean like we I mean, we just the lockdowns kind of made no sense, and then they thought it was like bar, like night culture shit, which like totally it is. Like don't get me wrong, it's like a mix of everything, but they weren't shutting down schools, like public schools, like for a long time were just open, and like kids were going in, and like a a fucking kid doesn't want to wear a mask, and like a kid's not gonna wash his hands every two seconds, and like that's not their fault, but like they just didn't do it, and like the number they shut down bars forever, and the numbers are still rising, so it clearly wasn't like from like restaurants. Right. You know, or if it was, it was like a very small percentage. And so, yeah, they just, I think Ontario just fucked up. We had so many lockdowns. It was depressing. Because that's what like, I kept seeing. Like, even on TikTok, like, I would see, like, people talking shit, be like, oh, you guys in America, you never shut down, blah, blah, blah. And, like, in some states, that would be correct. But, like, I I live in New Jersey. We very much shut down. Yeah. Um, I think Ontario had, like, four lockdowns. Yeah, but I kept seeing that, like, oh, we're on our third lockdown, we're on our fourth lockdown, and I'm like, what the hell is happening in Canada? Yeah, Toronto Toronto was, like, the fucking, I mean, just Ontario, I mean, I guess Toronto, but, like, Ontario was so shitty this time around, it just was, like, very hard to navigate, honestly. Are you guys, like, <laughs> back to normal? No, but, like, it's still, like, the numbers aren't crazy, we're not, I don't think the bars and shit are gonna, I don't think we're going into another lockdown at all, I doubt it. Um, they're talking about releasing the mask mandate, like, in, like, public spaces, like, in March. Uh, I guess, man, yeah. So, like, in March, we're going to get, you know, whatever. Hopefully, you don't have to wear masks and shit. But I feel like I'm going to anyways on, like, TT, like, on the streetcar and shit like that. Right. Oh, um, yeah. But, like, yeah. Like, on the streetcar? Wait, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you call public transportation? Well, we have, like, subways and we have streetcars. Streetcars that- are just, like... Uh, streetcars are just like uh, okay. How to explain this? You, in San Francisco, you would see those, those like trolleys going up yeah. the street. We have those, okay, and they're cool. oh, I love that. Can we? I'm, we should adopt that. We here. should adopt that. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you you guys should because it's it's technically free if you if you're not a coward. <laughs> we, but we have trolleys in Philly. They're just called trolleys. I mean, is it easy to sneak on? Yeah, no. Because <laughs> it is. It's very easy here. Oh Dude. my god, that's funny. When I toured Canada, fucking, I toured with the Sharks, and they asked for a dart, and I was like, I'm sorry, bro. A dart, like, yeah. Well, and it, like, it never hit me with the culture. Like, it's a cigarette. I'm like, you call them darts? That's fucking wild. Then I'm very like, Canadian to call a cigarette a dart, honestly. Yeah, and <laughs> pretty, then, pretty gross. <laughs> 
And then of course fucking, those guys. Of course those guys. Was it Will Plummer? <laughs> like was he? Like, uh, it was Colin, Will, and uh, Jason. Yeah, they were calling him darts and shit. And Randy's like, of course, of darts course those guys. Were. Like, of course they were calling him darts. That's so very yeah difficult. Okay. See, <laughs> I didn't have a normal Canadian experience. I tried with story untold, you and would they were love it. Canada's but they're French Canadian, so they sp- they very much spoke french they barely speak english yeah because like yeah we were with them and we were like talking to like janik and we, he'd be like the only one who like didn't have a super like he had a thick accent but like he just was like like i feel like the drummer at the time like i talked to him and he was like really sweet but like i honestly like i don't think he knew what i was saying he was just like no he, was, like, he definitely like, doesn't second language for sure mm-hmm. i think janik was probably the most fluent in english oh totally but it yeah. makes sense though. He was like YouTube guy, right? Like he's YouTube yeah. guy. So it makes sense. I feel like that was just like, I mean, especially if you're talking that much and like your uh, most of your audience is English, you know. It makes but sense. like, oh, um, it was, and then they uh they did know what um oh what's the thing called with the icing someone? They did know what that was. Um, oh, was Oh, yeah. That's weird because like I feel like everyone in Ontario knows that. So I feel like one you know one province away they might know that but that's weird okay yeah they i don't know if they learned it from someone but like there was a lot of smear off ices on that tour Jesus oh boy Christ. they probably just learned it so they're probably going crazy with that that's funny <laughs> uh, uh, but um dude and then not only that man like i i'm kind of gullible so jason got me with like oh dude like, our fucking currency is scratch and sniff and like, it smells like maple syrup like, shut the fuck up dude it's like that's not true like i know i'm fucking gullible <laughs> But that shit ain't real, like, and then. That's an idea, though. Yeah, it wasn't. Dude, he's, yeah. he's fucking smart. Like, <laughs> dude, that, that shit, that shit, like melts in the dryer. More good. <laughs> <laughs> it's plastic. It's fucking really thin plastic. Yeah. Oh shit. Yours, yours is just like what cotton and something else. Yeah, something. Like, I don't. Know. I don't know. You, if it goes to the washer and dryer, it's okay. It just looks like mangled and you just have to straighten it out yeah, yeah. you just straighten it all so, the drugs yeah. will be off of it after that but that's about it. Like, exactly 100 that's how you clean your money yeah exactly there go. we just have a bunch of illuminati symbols and that's why i invest only in cryptocurrency i don't i don't have any u.s dollars anymore all my money's in crypto so i'm gonna pay dude if i if i can buy this album through crypto and keep it in circulation i would be 100 percent for that I it's need to a get free into market, crypto. Baby. I was do- I was doing like I was trying to get into like stock stuff, and I did a couple trades that made me like a lot of money. It was kind of sick, well, not a lot sick. Of money. like a fair amount for like being a small investor, for sure, like a very small investor. So, what, so like Tesla? it was kind of nice, but sorry, was it Tesla? No, it was uh, it was uh, uh, AMC and AMC uh, and GameStop. Let's go. GameStop. Yeah. I didn't do GameStop. It was too pricey at the time. So I was doing AMC and uh, I was trying to get into Shopify, but Shopify was too much mm-hmm. at that time. So it was mm-hmm. mostly just AMC and a bunch of weed stocks and like Canadian drone, de- their th- Canadian drone delivery stuff, which like at the time seemed like a huge mm-hmm. thing. I bought like a hundred and ten shares for like eight dollars, and I just lost so much money on it. Probably like a hundred bucks I lost on it, and it never went. Re- never recovered. But, like, people were like, this is the next thing. And I was like, okay, true. Like, I mean, like, there's those Amazon delivery bots and shit. Like, drone shit should be next, maybe. And so, like, I kind of just, like, did it. And it didn't do anything. For they, me. I, was, they were, they, I was told to, like, just invest what I'm willing to lose. I was like, okay, that's not... That's to actually be fair, like, sense. I didn't... It was, like, 500 bucks. It wasn't, like, a lot of fucking money. Right, I mean? for like, sure. As opposed to, like, Sam, like, the guy who did our record. He's, like, looking at Tesla. And he's like, oh, fuck, my Tesla's up, like, 21 grand right now. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah i went big dummy and shib and i won't get into cryptocurrency like that because i could talk about that forever but um <laughs> if but listen if i can buy if i can if i can buy control my sanity in crypto i'll be more than happy to give you some shit for it or some doge whatever you guys take i don't care let's dude. go like, yeah I'm for that. <laughs> um is there a correlation with the title of this album to actually when you were writing it during the pandemic and how fucking difficult was that it sounds like because you guys couldn't even be in the same fucking room when you were writing this it kind of has to do with a lot. Like most people are like, "Oh, control my sanity." That makes sense. Like pandemic is probably about that. I mean, like, it's about a lot of things. It's just about like relationships, stuff with friends, and like taking SSRIs and like them not really working or doing what they're supposed to do, and then just like being stuck in a pandemic, being alone. Like there's so many factors as this whole thing, honestly. So yeah. it's kind of yeah. up to interpretation at this point. But <laughs> yeah, I just want to know if there's a correlation. But I mean, it's just 
the difficulties that this band had to go through just to get this fucking record like out there you know taking double the time and sending fucking you know what fucking tracks through we were sending and shit, voice you know, notes and shit to each other the entire time and then sending tracks but like obviously it's the same with like send a bounce when he could but like sometimes he'd be like working with us i'm like all right cool like we leave the studio and then a minute later he started another session for like six hours with someone else and so it was like you know a 15 hour day for him and so a lot of voice notes sending back and forth and whatnot and it was just it was fucking hard it was weird yeah, yeah. it's not normal not normal no. at all like it's just like a crazy fucking concept that like a lot of people had to really, you know, fucking do go through these hoops and like try to like make the best of what it was like because we said earlier touring is the bread and butter, which people don't understand in this industry. And like and a lot of people don't like touring like it's like a, it's a, it's a very taxing thing physically and emotionally, but if that's where the money is. Yeah. Well, when, I, when I talked to calling all captains, Nick was like that people, you know, it's cute that people think we're having fun, which in a <laughs> sense, I was on tour for a little bit. Like we do have fun, but like it can be fucking exhausting. You're eating like we shit. You're tired. You're always driving. You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, straight up, just you're just treating your body like shit. And if you're treating it well, it's like good for you. It's really hard to do that. It's also really hard to stay on top of that. Like once a week we'd all be like okay we need to eat something we need to eat a salad <laughs> like yeah it's like none of us are eating you know what i mean like but i think that sucks because like i don't want to you know do that all the time but and, and i don't want to you know i'm like punishing my body with like beer and and any and then like and i'm like just like you know like shitty soft drinks and fast food and whatever and like we just get so over it so it's like i do understand where touring is like where people don't want to do it necessarily because it's like it's just taxing. But then again, that's where the money comes from. So you kind of have to do it. Comes with the I job. would purposely not pay. Oh, I'm sorry. I would purposely not drink water so I wouldn't have to pay because I have to pee all the time. Um, and like, I have to get out of a van. Like, I'm not. Yeah, that's that's me. But like, I like I have a Nalgene bottle. And I drink so much water on tour. Oh. Usually because I'm like eating tons of McDonald's and shit I need to flush it out but but I would always like I would always not drink water so I wouldn't have to stop the van from getting to where it needs to be oh my god so. <laughs> that's that's also really bad <laughs> and no one told me to do that like not it's not like someone on tour was like Shannon you're not allowed to pee anymore not, I just like yeah you, you gotta not drink I like felt like. bad I was like I'm the only girl there is 10 men everyone can pee in a damn bottle um, and they, yeah. would, they would pee in a bottle which would be fine but I'm like I can't <laughs> which would be fun <laughs> it depends you realize like how much a bottle doesn't hold you know what i mean like and then you're gonna... really fucking like where else am i supposed to go like that's why i always get a... not, the job's not finished at that point it's it just, not and you're like sucks but it's like yeah a gatorade bottle like that's probably your best bet but sometimes that's not even not enough i don't know that's why i don't it's really drink a lot of alcohol dude like <laughs> yeah it's not for me that, that's i don't miss k i don't miss touring now i'm talking about this like fuck that, <laughs> that sucks <laughs> no but i think i think the best part about it too is like especially when you have diehard fans in general and the 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 um the intimate like like relationship that you're performing in front of them like is probably the best part of yeah totally for sure it totally is and like it, i feel like that's there's like that 30 minutes a night where it's like that you know what i mean and the rest mm -hmm. of it can be like fun or it can be like unique. i don't know like depends like everyone is obviously different you know what i mean like for me like i get super burnt out on a tour like the last week i'm like begging to go home no matter what i'm like fuck I, even if like you're playing your favorite cities and stuff like that i'm like oh my god yeah. i gotta go home but like that's how it goes and then some people can just do it the entire time without you know be fine. being upset at all or whatever like not missing home at all and then some people are just like i won't even tour like they'll write music but they're like find someone else to tour for me oh yeah plenty of examples that are like that um yep. i mean how how often do you do vocal rest of like not talking how often do you do that when you're on the road like do you take a couple of days <laughs> like not at all like when i'm really I, yeah what dude yeah, you have no, such a gritty voice like i feel like if you didn't do i that. don't take i don't i feel like i've got lymph nodes and shit for sure i don't take care of my voice at all i just don't you care just i don't know i mean like i feel like i just know what i'm doing now it's like of course memory. but like uh no i mean like i don't do vocal i mean I'll, I'll do vocal rest if i have to like if my voice is like shot i'll do it of course but like yeah. for the most part like i talk so much that i'm just that's not gonna go away <laughs> there you go 
So is the Toronto show at Seaway coming up? Is that your? Is that the first Lake Pacific show back? Yeah, the last show was March like 9th, 10th, or 11th before the world shut down in a crowded fucking sold out room in Hamilton. And the photos are like, it looks like a super spreader event. It looks crazy. So cool. So this is the first time, first show. Uh, yeah, it's going to be. It's gonna be fucking crazy. It's gonna honestly. be a sold out lineup in Toronto, dude. At exactly. The Opera all House. friends. All, and we're friends sick. with every single band that gets all of our friends. So is so it, sick. It, I saw it got moved. Yeah. So it was. It was at the Mod Club originally on the third of December, and now it's at the Opera House on the fifth. Which is a December. larger venue. Larger venue. Uh, honestly, it makes sense. It's like it's like a Sunday, so I know it's a little weird, but it's like a holiday time. I feel like people are gonna fucking whatever. Oh, We're gonna absolutely. have fun anyways, you know. Yeah. yeah. And it's on the weekend. I thought about going, and then I realized that my passport's expired, and they will not allow me in the country. No, they yeah, will not. <laughs> no, they will not. Seaway, like it's Pacific. Only eight hours bearings. away. It's not far. I know. Um, yeah, totally. It's not a far drive. Dude, it's like seven hours from us. Shana was saying. Yeah, like, so easy. Yeah. Nothing to me. I mean, mo- most of the for I've never seen Rarity. Um, and so. Lockett. I don't know who Lockett is, but I know at the rest of the L- uh, that Lockett was safe to say. Um, oh, okay. And and Brad yeah. is the from like the bass player of Like Pacific is the vocalist of Lockett. They're on. They're on. Sick. What is Lockett on? Fuel by Ramen. Side Maybe? one dummy. Let me see. I'm gonna look hmm. it up. <laughs> I, I know. I think I can just text Brad right now. It won't wait It's a race. It's a race. It's a race. Uh, right I'm looking at the album. Whoa. Fearless. Fearless? Reference. Fearless. That's what it is. Whoa. Not fearless. Yeah. That's a, that's a yeah, big Brad, old label. Brad from like Pacific is in another band and they're on Fearless. <laughs> <laughs> we, to- um, we, we talked off the record for a little bit, but like, how was that first show back that you did? It wasn't with Life spe- like Specific, but... Oh, it was it was with uh, yeah my other band Ray. Last night it was it was mental. It was like uh, a, our bands uh, this band Friction. They're like a hardcore band from Toronto doing a record release and like it was it was absolutely nuts last night. Like it was fucking. I love that for you. I just got super messed up. We all did. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I'm paying for it today, but whatever. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was cool. It was it was weird. Like at first, it was like oh, this doesn't feel right because like of, you know how we've been in the last couple of years or like you know. Like yeah, two years of like the lockdown and some shit, but dude, for real, it was also nice to be back. Like it felt good. It was like okay, like this is like a step in the right direction. Let's just keep doing this. But then again, like people weren't wearing their masks and shit, and I was like, okay. Yeah. Are they doing like the no green room kind of stuff? Uh, no. the The place we played last night, there isn't really a green room, honestly. And we okay. just like went and like so like it was it was hosted by Vans. Like so like my friend Matt from Friction works for Vans Canada and like all the, like all the guys like work for Vans or whatever. And so we're all really close. And so Vans put it on last night. And so we all got like free shoes and shit like that. So we were like drinking oh. in the Vans van and drinking in an alleyways out front. And shit like that. <laughs> so we could have our like outside green room in Canada. It was freezing, but like, you know, uh, for sure. uh, but yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, it was, it's crazy. Shows are back. <laughs> They're yeah. trying to come back. And you know what's yes. good though? You were telling us too that they did checks Vax cards. So that if they did, yeah, 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 totally. they did those Vax cards. And uh, any show that Shana and I have been to or separately, they've checked Vax cards, which is good. So it's good. Yeah, it makes you. Feel, it just makes you feel like uh like obviously a little more safe because it's yes. like if you do get sick, you're not gonna die from it now. <laughs> no. Or absolutely. there's no potential of really dying from it. So absolutely. Um, one quick question from me do you, mm-hmm. you don't have to say it publicly because i'm sure like you don't announce that stuff until it happens but do you have any features on this album no we don't silverstein because <laughs> oh, okay. i know you work I with sam and if anybody knows if you're not familiar with sam he's done work okay, for sam, sam, has uh, done, sam did some harmonies on the record i'll tell you that that's a future i guess oh that's cool fuck yeah, yeah i didn't know i didn't know he's gonna be a part of that them, i guess okay. but uh uh no, like it's funny because I'm like a king of guest vocal spots, but like I don't want anyone to do guest vocal spots on my record unless it's like I don't know <laughs> someone like huge or something. Like I yeah, want yeah. money. Let's go. Yeah, like, like Shane from Silverstein, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's got to pay me, but no. <laughs> 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 I would, if, if he asked, I would let him. If he asked, I would let him. But I don't think he would ask. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. No, I was just curious. Now, because like sometimes I'm able to guess who it is. Um, oh who, yeah. Like I don't know. Like who who do just. Um, who do I just have on that I know who I'm gonna be featuring? Um, uh, I met a Yeti. They definitely have Andreas on. 
um conquer divide i didn't say it but they did have calvin quinn on so like i usually usually i'm usually i'm pretty smart when it comes to that kind of shit but no i was, yeah, I was so just curious like, i was just curious but i mean still December. <laughs> no, yeah, this, the this album's on my birthday I, you released this album for me specifically yeah, so I, like well, wait, i knew i knew this already yeah so i know we save, have... my, save my save my childhood friend i totally remembered his birthday <laughs> like didn't forget at all so this album is his thank you gift yeah of course yeah so absolutely just, yeah. i was like oh thank you so much for like selling Being me weed grade, selling me weed in grade nine here you go <laughs> <laughs> thank you for letting us drink in your parents garage there you go. Like, <laughs> oh dude like, my weed was shit in fucking 10th grade 11th grade <laughs> don't miss it yeah. actually i i think by 12th grade i got the good stuff you just had to pay a little extra by 12th grade Wait, like you're talking about like you're talking about like good weed dude i got fucking dude i got ripped off when i was in like 10th 11th grade with like really shitty weed and we called it oh, i can't say what it's called because then it tells what city i live in um but it was like brown <laughs> seeds and stems like that sh- we would smoke that shit in a hookah because we had no idea what we were doing and then we get fucking headaches later i'm like man like and then we finally started yeah. smoking good weed we call that grade. we call that bush weed or like yeah, let's barn, just call it or bush barn weed. like it's barn. just barn it's just like a barn <laughs> or like uh, obviously like those reggie and mids yeah, mids. That's what we essentially call it, but there was something yeah. a lot worse for yeah, that. Yeah, I guess we would it. call them mids. Mm-hmm. Everything was cush back in the day, though. Like when I was younger, mm-hmm. like every week, someone would go, I have weed, and someone tells you, and they go, Is it cush? And they would just lie and go, Yeah, it's cush. Because like, yeah. that was like popular, but we didn't know what the yeah. fuck that was. Like, I, well, California and Denver were the only places that we can technically get them from. So we were, someone was getting a ship somewhere over to the East Coast to fucking sell that shit. So whatever, props to them. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, grew, I grew a bunch in my backyard this year and just sold a bunch recently. Oh, that's awesome. Go. I was like, let's go. It's, it's, uh, well, cause the season's over now for that. Right. So you want to, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So it's like towards, it was like, like, it was like April to April to November, April to end of October. Wow. That's a very yeah. long process. Yeah. To get a germinate. I, I went full nerd on it. I like went on YouTube and like learned everything about it. And like, I was like neutralizing water and shit for these plants. I'm, like what the fuck am I doing? Like, fuck, that's so tight. But like, it was like, it was nothing else to do. There was nothing else. To I do. can't even keep a like, succulent alive. Oh, I can't <laughs> Yo, either. But I, I can either, but there was incentive to get high. So there like, we go. <laughs> See, maybe that's. I need an incentive. <laughs> a succulent's not going to make me like, like trip out. Look at this thing behind like, me. This snake plant. I neglect that thing. It thrives, dude. Like, I don't have to do anything to it. I, I could talk shit to it right now and be like, dude, that's great. Like, it would probably grow a little bit. It, that's like, what, <laughs> it's fucking massive. Like, I, dude, I don't it's weird do that weed, like, is the hardest thing to grow, too, because, like, you gotta, it's, like, temperamental. It's, like, it's just a weed that grows out of the ground, but you got to, like, fucking, if you want it to be good, you got to take care of it. So I really did because I was so bored. Dude, like, that's a great right, way to pass time. And plus, dude, like, my friend, like, my bass player is, like, uh, he grows, um, uh, hops on the side of his house and he says it's kind of like similar to the gr- process of weed in a sense like this, yeah we had that different. growing on the side of my house as well for a bit too like it's it's pretty wild <laughs> they're temperamental it's like fucking you gotta take care of it yeah you gotta baby them it smells good though that's for sure oh yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> recently um recently all of the time it feels like um they're obviously you guys would define yourselves as a pop punk band, even if you guys yeah. are a little, I think, harder. Yeah, uh, but like, I mean, yeah, heavier. I would just call it that. Yeah, I feel like pop punk is just, we talked about this before, George. They're called, it's a warp tour band, and warp tour has a bad connotation sometimes, but like, there's like so many genres that played warp tour throughout the 20s. It's very umbrella y, yeah. Yeah, so like, basically, if you would have or could have, or may have played Warp Tour, that's your genre now. That's what I'm going to call everything. Literally, especially if you're an alumni of 2016, like like Pacific, but um, you were so, she was right what on the money that? with that. that. so quick. Oh, I, uh, oh, I'm fucking, <laughs> I just missed you. We were on 17. I just missed you. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We were the second yeah. to last before it fucking just completely ended. Eight, um, I did pass by ended, your yeah. set in Jersey because I, w- I went to go see Yellow Card and you were playing oh fuck what stage was a stage it? yeah you were playing a stage but... oh full sail full sail was it full sail? yes because hail the yeah. sun was on that stage and i saw yeah, hail yeah. the sun and i was waiting for like pacific and no, i was waiting for hail the sun I, and then i saw you guys for a hot second before yellow card came on you guys were really good 
Um, but yeah, Shayna had this dude. Your concept, Shayna, is fucking amazing because like, dude, it's warp bands. Like, it, the genre should be just warped. Like that because, way, like, we don't even, fucking. Like, okay, dance Gavin dance played Warp Tour. Like, I, I mean. Yeah, I don't even know what that genre that band is. Like, it's a good band, but like, what the fuck are they? It's <laughs> what <Swan> is that? <laughs> It's called Swancore. Will Swan has started his own genre. Well, it's like he definitely R&D meets it. like experimental, like, uh, like soft grind meets like. I will I die on the hill know. that Tillian Pearson is a stripper. I don't care when anyone says that man strips on the side. It sounds like it's a uh, dream of yours, not really a, <laughs> something that happened on the side. Yeah, style. Like, I don't He's know, fucking <laughs> gorgeous. I mean, don't get me wrong, but that sounds like a personal dream, Shana. I don't know about you. But... <laughs> I actually am a fan of Kurt Travis if I were to pick Dance Gavin Dance Singers. But yeah. Well, the guy with the bob? He had the black bob? Yeah. That was like a fucking wild haircut, bro. <laughs> it was yeah. sick. I was kind of jealous, but like, I don't have any hair, so I, was, I can't. Neither do I. Hey. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I don't have any hair at all. It's like, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I I remember, who was the original vocalist? Johnny Craig, obviously. Yeah, Uh, Johnny Craig was that. Johnny Craig, uh, actually, funny story, like, went to, uh, we played South by So What, and he went, he said, came up to me and said, hey, someone said we look like brothers, and then he went and bought all of our records. (laughs) What the fuck? cool okay i was like thank you i was like thank no i was like sick thank you like, that's crazy that's it's so fucking just that's just crazy how he just said that yeah. like yeah we look like brothers i bought your shit like okay thanks. he like bought a Jack record Craig. like a shirt or something and i was like okay like thank you like and we just gave him like a cd or something i was like oh, oh sick, wow <laughs> i worked at this venue in jersey and uh johnny craig came and it was like johnny craig mod son i forget who else but like i was working in the green room and i am 16 maybe 17 he comes up to me and he asks me if I know where to get drugs. I won't say what drugs, but like I, I was, know, but... I looked at him and I was like, "Sir, I don't know." Sir, no. I'm 16. Like I'm, I, I only know where to get Capri Sun. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can tell you how to get alcohol. That's about it. And even that, I'm not allowed to buy legally. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, yeah that's that, I, That's a ballsy ass move. That's. And I just like couldn't. And then, like, all the terrible stories I've heard about Johnny Craig, I was like, now it all checks. This all checks. It totally fucking does. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, God. What a... Oh, my... So, back to the original, the the genre. Um, um, So, I'm going to call you Warped Tour Genre, and every band I interview moving forward will be Warped Tour Genre. Okay. Um, And, but, um, so, you know, there's a lot of things happening in that genre throughout the years. Obviously... Like the genre gets a really bad name for straight white straight white men being terrible to women. Of course. Um, most recently, like the stuff came out about All Time Low and Jack Barricat and all of that, um, and how they handled it. The poorest I think I've ever seen a band handle it. Yeah, fuck that guy. Sorry, I don't care. <laughs> I like it was it's yeah. Um, Dude, like little little like All Time Low stands on like Twitter, are, like fucking just going off i'm like bro you're idolizing a fucking sexual assaulter or like go off like do your thing i guess if that's what you want to you know well all time low had been in my top five for a really long time but i always like in the back of my head i was like i refuse to get a tattoo because i know the ball's gonna drop and i know i just had this deep down feeling i was like there's no way that these two men it was either gonna be jack or alex that like they're let minors throw bras on stage still and it'd be okay and so I was just like, I refuse to get a tattoo. I'm not fucking doing it. And look what you, you made a good decision, honestly. Like Yeah. Um, so like that's the most recent stuff um that has happened. And then but then and then we have like really positive things with bands like Meet Me at the Altar and like Magnolia Park and Action Adventure. And we have like these these uh POCs becoming in the scene and like have representation Meet in me that at the way. Altar is- fucking sick aren't they dude she saw them and sent me a dm on ig i was so jealous like wait you're fucking watching them right now like i put them on my tiktok all the time i love that band there's it's a catch you should have ever heard dude that's that's that is easy core man like that is the best easy core. that dude honestly and i'm gonna say this right now dude that's the best fucking easy core since fucking chunk dude like i don't care what anybody says like (laughs) i like you can name me a bunch of bands like that shit's so good so funny because like those guys are just like so French. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, and we were much like, more way different French there. So it was just like, it was just like a fun. It was a mess. It was funny. 
I watched my friend interview Bert, and that was oh, that was so funny because Bert doesn't speak the best English. He just um, said, hey, "Hey, dude, are you ready to?" Like... <laughs> they're on. Oh no, they're on Fearless. I thought they were on Paranoise. Um, dude, I love you. That's fucking but, hilarious. Um, hey, dude, are you ready to? Um, but and and then it's great that we're seeing that like positive representation, but there really isn't much queer representation in this mm-hmm. scene. I mean, I'm th- I'm pretty sure. Meet me at the altar. They are at least maybe one or I don't two know of them. If are. All or a few members are definitely queer for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then maybe trash and I think trash boat, but like yeah, that's maybe. it. Um and like we there's all this like negative stigmas, but like we never talk about the positive and like the representation and like how things are changing in the scene and how people are more comfortable being themselves and how they've always been and how they always should have how it always should have been yeah so like how i don't know much about like like were you i was gonna say were you always gay and that was really (laughs) that was not no i got pfizer and i finally turned gay yeah yeah exactly (laughs) Uh i heard a story oh i should i sorry i got pfizer and moderna so i'm bi i got (laughs) (laughs) but i I actually heard a story of someone says, okay, so my friend recently, he like came out to me that he was gay and it was after he got the Pfizer shot. I'm like, mm. <laughs> I'm pretty Yo, sure those is. are just timed poorly. We're it has nothing to, to do con- with it. We're trying to control everything, you know, that's it. Oh my God. Dude. Oh, it was, uh, it was, it was, oh, uh, but um, obviously not what I meant, but when Lake Pacific <laughs> started as a band, like, were you always out? Oh yeah, totally. I didn't like, it was one of those things where it was like, it, it started when I was like 20 and I hadn't been out since I was like 18 so like it didn't really matter and I don't think anyone really cared yeah that's what does it, did anyone ever like did you ever get any like no I was friends with a lot of like skateboarders and a lot of hardcore kids so like I feel like it was like not that it was like I just feel like I had a lot of backing if anything ever happened I'd be like okay like <laughs> I don't know oh. we were I don't know we were fighters in high school so <laughs> <laughs> also uh I just would like to compliment you on your Instagram handle it's oh, just it's wonderful. I have to. I have to say. I get called it like, and, and person, no one just has Jordan anymore. It's just like, okay, daddy, and I'm like, oh fuck, like, <laughs> that's never gonna leave me. Yeah, but dude, your sense okay, of humor kind of like relates I... to your fucking Instagram. Yeah, you know, your humor is fucking gold right now. Dark fucking sarcasm, dry humor. I try. Okay, daddy. <laughs> and always, um, so then um, the other, glad that nothing. You have no negative stories. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, but in that same like vein, um, with like women, especially in the music industry, like you see, like Haley Williams is one person, and then every female fronted band is like she's kind of like Haley Williams. They're kind of like Haley Which Williams. They sound I, know. I know, I fucking yeah. know. It's like such a cop out answer. It's so stupid. Right. Like, what do you not expand your brain and listen to any other band? Right. You have to, and like, then, be like, like, oh, it's just like Haley Williams. Like, not all women sound the same. Are you fucked like... at all. Like, not even a little. And then even, but with, like, branding in terms of just, like, PR and all of that, you'll see female fronted. And I've seen, yeah. I would, when it's I was doing research on, but when I was looking research on, like, Pacific, I saw a handful of times it was either gay fronted or queer fronted. What, and I was articles? like, Yeah. And so how I'll do take you that, though, because I feel like if that gets, like, for me, if that gets any more traction to other people or other subgenres, I'll fucking take anything. I can okay. Get. You know what I mean? But, like otherwise i'm like okay like that's I'm not, not exactly what my identity is like all the time like i mean i'm i'm, I'm also jordan you know right. but like that being said like i don't i mean that doesn't really bother me as opposed to like because i feel like that's more informative as opposed to like yeah of course you know paramore is a female fronted band because it's it's Haley williams he talk, yes. you know what i mean like that's different as opposed to someone might not know i'm gay and if they find out they might find that out and be like oh that's cool i'm gonna check out this band as opposed to being you know what i mean like it's just like a difference of wordship like yeah i don't know Okay, because I, I saw a Reddit threat, thread that someone actually asked, like, is there any, like, queer representation in pop punk? And it was a whole thread. And mm. the first answer was, the only band I can think of is, like, Pacific. Sick. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, wear that crown, King. Of... Wear that crown. I'm going to wear that crown. I'm trying to make that money. I'm 30 years old. I want to fucking buy a mansion. Let's go. Hey, same. Yeah. Let's go. That's not ever going to happen, but I mean, whatever. So <laughs> I mean, we're cool musicians. We took, we took the hard fucking career. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> no, 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 no. You guys are great, dude. No. Um, you didn't have to have you didn't have you ever been discriminated like in in this scene because of it? No. I feel like a long time ago there was like someone in a band like in Canada that like just was like maybe like talking shit a little bit and I just kind of like put him in his place and he tried to apologize to me. I said, don't ever talk to me ever again. And, Good for you. and it was, it was going to get like physical, I think. And then we just never, I, I mean, that guy doesn't do shit anymore and he's not in a band, so I don't give a fuck, but like, like he's not doing anything with his life. So I don't care, but like it's karma. But, uh, but yeah, like, I don't know. Not, besides that, no, never. I got lucky. I got very lucky with that. You know, obviously people have way harder. I just got super insanely lucky with it. Yeah. I just, you hear, especially with women, you hear these. It's way horrible. harder. For, it's way harder for women. But I'm not the thing. It just like shouldn't matter. None of it should matter. No, of course like, not. But the thing is, that's not how the world works. The world is pretty fucking shitty. Ill. Yeah. So I don't know. People just got some weird ideals. Oh man. But good. I just. Uh, but yeah, I was I was very genuinely curious if you cared about being labeled as like queer fronted. No, it doesn't bother me at, at all. Like, I mean, it, it doesn't, it's like, it's like I'm neutral, but I don't really care. You know what I mean? Like, Also, people are trying to look out more for representation too, I guess. So that, that, being said, saying, that being said, like when it's out there and, and, and that's put in front of like the band, like it's also just like gives people to be like, oh, I didn't know that. Okay, cool. I'm that. So I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I'm a part of a Facebook group called uh, Girls Behind the Rock Show. Um, and that's a how lot we met. That is how of, we met. Well, through a party. I'm not in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but if you were, that would also be okay. Um, and um, but there's a lot of uh people in there, and they ask. They're like, uh, we specifically want a female merch manager or a female tour manager, and they're looking for certain representation of just because, like, we're sick of everyone's sick of straight white men only supporting straight white men totally it's just a homie complex thing honestly it's weird and then like most of homies are bad people <laughs> yeah or they can so. be you know i don't know yeah exactly well i think the the the, the realization of it is like <clears throat> i think it, the whole group in itself is I'm fantastic i'm sorry george that you're a straight white man i just realized that i'm talking <laughs> shit no <Nah>, dude <laughs> what i'm yeah, well, I actually, every time you talk, I mute you. Just let you know. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I, yeah, the, totally. the, the diversity in pop punk in general is extremely refreshing right now. Um, yeah. My biggest TikTok was literally like I put like six, seven pop punk bands on my TikTok. One of them, including mine, band, um, mostly POC um, and uh, uh, females and everything you can think of. And they're like the representation is Chef's Kiss. I'm like I just these are just really good pop punk bands. Like that wasn't really the intention, but yeah. Yeah. Like, but like, that's what the hat was going now. And that's kind of a good thing, right? It's just becoming normal. Now. Oh, they're, it's <laughs> fucking great music. Like dude, hot yeah. milk, Magnolia park, uh, 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 uh meet me at the altar, um, uh, action adventure. Uh, mm-hmm. we were sharks. Um, Poeta shot on my band, like Pacific. Like, there's just so many fucking really good bands <laughs> out there. Well, that, no, well, it was in the video. It was in the video. Let's be safe about it. Um, real quick question though. Um, but yeah, I just, we would, I would rather have more diversity in this fucking scene for sure. And in any other scene, it's just, it's just, it, it makes it a little bit more fucking fun. Trust me. Fucking straight, creepy white dudes are annoying. Trust me. Um, <laughs> they give me a bad rep. Plus I'm a drummer. So like the stereotype for being late all the time is real and I do not yeah. abide by that, but I know so many drummers that do that. I'm like, you're making me look so bad. Oh, um, uh, hypothetical question. And then we'll mm-hmm. definitely sign off for sure. Um, I was talking to Shane and a couple artists about this as well. Um, in general, uh, there's no really other way to ask this question, but how would you feel personally about like Pacific or maybe other artists, bands, etc.? Um, would you think it would be a good idea to take the record contracts that are um, through the label and through artists and bands and to be um, put out into the public, uh, kind of like how athletes have their contracts? Uh, released to the public would you be into something like that or do you think that would be like a gray area where you probably wouldn't be comfortable releasing your specific contract signed with pure noise records it's weird like i mean like it's a gray area for sure because i also just think of it as like a you know like sometimes a band is just bigger than another band and they get a better contract or whatever you know what i mean someone's gonna make a better person money and i totally get it like i feel like it's it's up to like you i feel like it's like 
if you wanted to show people or talk about it, then do it totally. Yeah. But then again, I'm also like, it is like, I don't know. It's like some things are just meant to be that way. Like, unless it's like a shitty thing and you're getting fucked over by a label. But then again, I that think was the idea behind it for sure. That, yeah, exactly. But, I, but I feel like, you know, on a label like pure noise, you look at it and everyone like, they don't have people that leave pure noise unless they get signed to a giant label. So it's like, mm-hmm. you can pick and choose as opposed to like, I'm not going to say this label's name, but like there's a certain label from the nineties that was really well and like prominent, like hardcore. And now is like, not and they're doing every other genre but they're not like they just fuck over every band that's ever one of my friends has ever been on their label like it's like they here's like, talking about victory that's what i mean that's the other thing too they fucked over i'm talking about victory yeah oh okay yeah because victory literally fucked over a treyu they fucked over a treyu silverstein everybody so many times yeah in the 90s they were like on top of it them and equal vision see see the only thing i know about victory is the day to remember and broadside See, that was, that was like, that's like obviously like way later, but like Victory was like a, yeah, like from like, like what, 96 to like 2000 was like just like a bunch of hardcore and like, and then it just went into everything. I think went to the emo route and whatnot and shit yeah. too, but like. Yeah, seriously. Because my discovery of Victory was literally a Treyu's, uh, one of the Treyu's songs. They were getting on video games and shit and Tony Hawk and this and that, blah, blah, blah. So it was like, that's how I kind of discovered the label. But that was the example I was using. It's like. Labels like Victory, which they literally fucked over all their bands, and they're not doing the best right now. I mean, look at like, look at fucking counterparts. They yeah. fucked over counterparts for a bunch of shit too, because they got bought out for pure noise, and like, and like the guy was just like a dickhead about it, and like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like it's even still happening to this day. So like, I don't know. Pros. Well, I then th- I. Oh, I'm sorry. A bunch of shit happened with I threw records. With like starting line and Houston calls and hidden in plain view and hello goodbye and I think the whole label just ended up shutting down in the early two thousands. Yeah. They uh they ended up signing like I feel like they only signed bands from the East Coast because like I'm looking at their bands and I'm like all these bands are from New Jersey. My my max at like three percent and I don't have a charger. <gasps> Okay, this is your computer. Okay, but yeah, Jordan Black once again uh, from Lake Pacific, the vocalist of the Lake Pacific, with Control My Sanity coming on December third, my birthday, his homie's birthday. So be prepared, get ready, and they also have the show December fifth, the Opera House in Toronto, the Seaway. It's gonna be a good if time. If you have your passport, go ahead and go. If you're in America, let's unlike go. Unlike me, <laughs> let's go to fucking Zap. 